Salam and welcome to our podcast, Muslims on Fire. Stories from ordinary Muslims doing extraordinary things. With your host, Maruf. Dear listener, Based on many requests from our listeners, we are launching a Muslims on Fire Academy. It's for those who want to do more than just listening. It's for those who not only want to be inspired, but to be one of the Muslims on Fire as well. It's for those who want to discover their purpose in life, follow their dreams, and live in prosperity. If this is you, join us for a journey of a lifetime. The introduction course is free. Learn more at academy.muslimsonfire.com. Learn more at academy.muslimsonfire.com. Hey, assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the show, Muslims on Fire, and this is your host, Maruf. Today I have a friend from UK. His name is Harun Rashid. I want to make a quick clarification or disclaimer, whatever you want it. So, Harun is not paying anything to me to come to the show. And it wasn't Harun who pitched the idea. Actually, I came to him to pitch the show. So having said that, we're going to invite guests. Hey, Assalamualaikum, Harun. Welcome to the show. Wa alaikum salam. Thank you for having me, Maruf. It's a great pleasure. And <laughs> hopefully I, could, I would do some justice during our conversation. Yeah, let's hope so. So how are you, bro? How are things? Great, great. Alhamdulillah. You know how life is. Life is. Sometimes it's up and sometimes it's down. Alhamdulillah. It's great. That's good. Alhamdulillah. Okay, so if you're ready, we're going to deep dive. Fire away. Okay, sounds good. So Harun, tell us the, about your childhood. Where did you grow up? About your early, grow, early childhood memories you think that shaped you who you are today, you know, as a Muslim. <laughs> All right. Interesting point to start. But yeah, I mean, I originally come from Bangladesh. I was born in Bangladesh. I, I grew up and was, you know, I came to London with my, with my parents when I was eight years old, I believe. Okay. And I, I didn't go to school here in London until I was, I think, almost 10. Huh. So I had, you know, a, a little late start to school, but I think I caught up <laughs> fast enough and, and haven't done too bad for myself. Okay. Despite not you know, having English as a first language, and having to learn at a much later age than most of the people that I went to school with. I see. But yeah, so you could say I was raised in London, uh, spent you know the last 30 years in London mostly, but obviously, I've, I've, as you know, I've traveled extensively as well, which I'm very fortunate uh, to have done. But yeah, I went to uh, school, then college. I also went to university. I was initially studying to get into you know, science, perhaps uh, into medicine as well. Okay. But I, I went to university for about a year, and after you know one year, I, I kind of like just felt a bit lost that you know I didn't know why my purpose or why I was in university. So I took one year out. Okay. And during that year, I actually got into IT, and I got into not the the programming side, but the more networking side, and I did really well, and I, I realized that I loved it very much. Wait and, a second. So you know, when you say networking, right? When you say networking, you mean the real networking, LAN networks, or you mean the networking with people? 
what do you mean by that? No, no, I mean network and IT infrastructure. Okay, networking. okay, okay, cool. So, Real yeah, networking, I, I, like definition networking. Yeah, okay, exactly right. Not not networking as in you know networking with people, but networking with computers. Okay. So I I, I got into networking. I did uh, my CCNA, and I did really well, you know, in my exams. And I kind of like realized that you know what I can I like IT a lot, and I like working. I'm good with my hands. I'm a very practical person, mm -hmm. you know, and I enjoy doing things that involves some a level of, or in fact, a lot of physical activity. And this is what networking required. Yeah. And, you know, you know, Alhamdulillah, within one year, you know, I managed to get myself a really good job uh, within a school where I was managing nearly 1,500 computer wow. and, and the entire networking system for that uh, for that school. So you are you are uh, a sysadmin. You are there a sysadmin? I guess it's called what's called, right? Yes, I was. I was networking, uh, admin. networking admin. I was. I was managing all the servers, the routers, the switches, wow. you know, the whole of information. And look, look uh, I, I, I could have never guessed you would tell me this because I would, I would have guessed maybe you learned marketing and this, but you're telling <laughs> me you actually come from the networking sphere. That's actually, quite not, surprising. Not many. Not many people know this. I think that was my early years of my interest into, you know, just computers. And, you know, back then, you know, not many people knew how to build a computer. No. And, and you know, if you knew how to build a computer, then, you know, you could actually charge uh, quite a bit of money back then, mm -hmm. you know, uh, to build a computer for somebody. You're talking about anywhere from 500 to a couple of thousand pounds because mm -hmm. not many people knew how to build computers and, Computers didn't didn't come as cheap as they do nowadays. Mm -hmm. And yeah, while while actually working for this organization, I realized that you know my real potential is in entrepreneurship and business. Okay. In fact, even well before that, I had done about three businesses. You know, dabbled a little bit here and there, and and I didn't do too well. Obviously, they did they weren't successful projects. Mm -hmm. But I had my first taste of business when I was 18. And then subsequently at the age of 19 and then 21. And then I didn't do anything again until uh, 23. And, and, so let, let me ask a and, question. So I just want to understand, like, go into your mind. And look, so you are, you were born in Bangladesh, as you said. You came when you were eight. You started school at 10, right? So I want to go a little bit back there. So there were two years of gap. Why was it? Why did you start school at 10 instead of you right away? Because you need to learn English uh, or... No, I think it was just getting a place in the school. I see. Uh, there were some difficulties and we had to move locations as well. I so, see. you know, it, it wasn't easy, you know, because, you know, my father, <laughs> you know, surprisingly enough, he, he, had a very, he had a very tough life as well, you know, his whole, whole, whole life. And I kind of like, almost like, you know, my family say, say that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of mimicking his, his path. But he was a very, very honest, upright individual individual very religious individual so you know you know we, we we didn't have a house that my father bought that we lived in you know it, it was by nowhere close to you know uh, where you know my father had you know had something established that i can build from mm. i had to build everything from ground zero you know uh, my father was a very simple man as well you know he he didn't believe in you know acquiring wealth and this and that alhamdulillah i feel you know i, I had a lot of great teachings from my father which has shaped my own life and my own decisions you know up till now so why do you think acquiring wealth was not part of his main goal in life <laughs> you know 
he was a very religious man, you know, okay. and he was very God-fearing, and he had his eyes set on, you know, always he would talk about, you know, the hereafter, and, you know, um, since I remember, I never saw him miss, you know, his prayers or his tahajjuds or reading Quran on a daily basis. So, mm-hmm. you know, that love for the, the dunya did not exist in him, and he, he brought us up with that thought, you I know. See. However, like his life, he's done a lot. You know, he lived, he traveled the world. He's, uh, you know, carried many jobs. He was also into business, uh, a, a large part of his life. So those stories kind of like always inspired me, you know, to things that I chose to do in my life as well. Mm-hmm. You know, both uh, from my personality, character, you know, some of the choices that I've made in my life, you know, really inspired by, by the life of my own father. I see. I mean, what's your, what's your, what's your thought on, on wealth? My thought on wealth is, I think it's a, it, uh, it, it's a tool or a, uh, it's not the end itself, it's a means to an end. Mm-hmm. So if you have, you know, good ambitions in life and you want to do good in life, and if you have wealth, then you can use it as a tool to mm-hmm. be able to, you know, achieve those things. It's not an end in itself, right? You know, wealth certainly is not going to make you happy. Uh, it's actually, in fact, a huge burden, you mm-hmm. know. You know, making money is not difficult. Keeping money is very difficult, you know, and managing money is very difficult. And it comes with great responsibility. So for me, really, my aspiration isn't wealth. You know, I've always been somebody who, if I had the money, I would spend it. And, you know, my first point of expenditure has always been to help people. And, you know, alhamdulillah, I'm the oldest in my family. So I help my family. You know, I have a lot of family back in Bangladesh who depend on, you know, me to provide, you know, on a monthly basis. In fact, some of the people, some families, some people who are not well, you know, and, and I'm always ready to help. I see. So I, mean, I don't believe in hoarding. Yeah. That, that, that's great. So so let's get back to your school time. So when you're, you're studying, you started school, you know, one of the things in show we just tried to really find out about people's journey is that, you know, I mean, in a nutshell, everybody is, when we're born, we grow up, we're trying to figure out the world, what it is, and how we're going to live our life. And one of the things is like to, to actually pursue what you really want to do in life. I mean, this is actually begins to shape up at school years. Did it, something happen to you? Did you? When you were studying different subjects, did you figure out some of the subjects that kind of jumped at you, you really wanted to pursue? Or, you know, you just, just live in your life. And I just want to give time on that one. Yeah, very, very interesting uh, question, actually. In fact, when I was in school, I actually really loved school. I, I loved going to school. Mm-hmm. And and I think in my entire school years, I, I think I probably skipped school one day intentionally, right? Uh, but I, I really loved going to school, and I, I loved learning as well and, and you know, challenging myself. But generally, when I was in school, you know, I was a very shy individual. Like, if people know... People who know me now would never believe if I told them that I was a very, very shy boy. I, mm-hmm. I'd be the kid that sits at the back of the class, okay, okay and, and doesn't make a squeak, you know, and doesn't make a make, make a noise, basically. So, and and that's because you know, you know, my fa- my parents really, you know, drilled in us that we need to do our very best to do, you know, be the very best and try very hard and do well in life, you know, and mm-hmm. become, you know, independent uh, very early. In fact, you know, many people don't know this, and I, I definitely didn't share this with you, but my very first job was when I was 12 years old, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I was getting paid 50 pence, 50p, <laughs> half mm-hmm. a pound an hour, right? But, and it was like a, a, one of these market stalls. So, 
you know, technically I've been working since I was 12 and, and I've never been out of a job or you know, doing something for a very uh, long period of time. But my kind of passion in school towards a particular subject was really science. I love science okay. a lot. You know, and, is it some specific fact, science like like chemistry or biology or, or, or math or what are you talking about? When you say uh, no, so yeah, so basically science has in biology, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't like chemistry that much. I wasn't too good at chemistry. In fact, when I went to college, I did uh, biology, chemistry, and maths as my mm -hmm. A levels, and you know, I, I knew that I had a disadvantage because obviously I started very late. My other fellow students, uh, you know, friends. Uh, they were speaking fluent English, and mm -hmm. I, I, I wasn't speaking fluent English. I, I, I you know, struggled with uh, pronouncing lots of words and putting sentences together. So I used to get teased a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, you know, by kids, which kind of at that time affected my self-confidence. Mm -hmm. I think I really came out of my shell and built on my confidence when I was in my, you know, uh, early 20s, wow. in fact. It takes um, a long time, doesn't and, it? Doesn't it? Oh yeah, tr truly. But one thing, you know, I I'm I'm very grateful, you know, that you know I've been, you know, God's given me the courage to not to have, you know, taken those say criticisms or you know being called names. You know, I had very bad eyesight, so I used to wear glasses. You know, so people used to call me, you know, four eyes, goggle eyes, uh, those kind of, you know, you know, teasing, name calling. Mm -hmm. But alhamdulillah, I didn't take these, and then you know look at myself in a negative way but rather I took these and I thought to myself you know what I'm gonna improve I'm gonna I'm gonna fight I'm gonna be better I'm gonna get better and I'm gonna do amazing things mm -hmm. so and and those you know ambitions well ambitions let's say were you know self-inflicted meaning I, I you know put into myself I you see. know through affirmations and and amazing, like, you know, you know, I come to learn about Tony Robbins and Les Brown and all these personal trainer gurus many, many, many years later. But I was doing a lot of things that they, they were teaching, obviously, without even knowing uh, what all of this was. Mm -hmm. And so, and I, I, I think I've always been up for a challenge, you know, learning something new. And I what I find is people who are up for challenges and, you know, want to learn and do you know, do new things and ready to try new things, I often see. make a lot more mistakes than those who don't do anything. I see. Right? I mean, so you, you were interested in, in, in science. You said, so how like, do you end yeah. up from that point to studying networks of computers? I just <laughs> want to see, the, what is the connection? Yeah. yeah. Why didn't so, you end up being so, a doctor, right? That's where the, <laughs> was much was more the money, path. I guess. Yeah, that, I guess uh, that was the path I was going towards. And, and I was at university and uh, one day I found myself uh, looking at, uh, at a, a very thick book, like nearly in you know, a 500 page page thick book that said, uh, you know, the cell. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we know that in one full stop, there's like, I think 10 million cells or something, right? Mm -hmm. Millions of cells. And, and I'm studying that one particular cell. And it just daunted on me that, you know what, am I, am I really learning useful knowledge or completely unuseful knowledge? And literally that moment I decided that, you know what, I need to take, you know, some some time out to try and really discover what I want to do. And that was towards the end of my first year at university. And I, I literally took uh, that a year out and I never went back. <laughs> so I, see. I didn't quite complete, uh, complete my bachelor's degree. But learning never stopped. You know? uh, learning never stopped. I think, you know, the amount of learning that I did thereafter, you know, in particular around business and entrepreneurship, you know, it's probably equivalent to a couple of, you know, doctorates. <laughs> I see, I see, right? I see.
<laughs> no, I understand. Like, so you, what you're saying is that you started your journey as, as like to be a doctor, probably. That's why you were studying biology, yeah. right? So after studying a year, you find out, well, maybe it's not for me. I want to take a time out. I want to ponder upon, you know, what I'm really interested. That's how you kind of, as you said, kind of followed the, the different path, like networking, not in people, but in computers, right? So you were studying, you're finished. You said, you're, you mentioned you were you were kind of uh, working at one of the schools, as, as I believe, and and this yep. then you are mentioning you started a couple of business, some were success, some so I mean you kind of learned a couple, some were success, some failures. Is it? Can you mention what were those business? I want to understand how we start. You know, so it's just to give example, people. Not everybody starts a yeah. really grand business idea until mm. what really happens is. As an entrepreneur, your life is like, you're going to start an idea, it fails. You're going to start yeah. again, it fails. But every time along the path, right. you're learning something, right? To, towards, inshallah, that's hopefully right. to something better. And one day, one of those ideas works, and that's, that's good enough, right? Not everybody starts exactly. one day, an owner success. That's what we see in the society. So that's why what we, I'm asking these backstories. Go ahead. Yeah. So the first business I started, I was, I was, you know, 18, 19. That's when I kind of got into learning about how to build computers. Okay. I, I watched one of my friends do it and, and, uh, and just watching him, I kind of learned how to build computers. So what, and, what, what's, uh, what is the year? What year are we talking about? Is it the early 90s? Or 1997. Late, late, I think. Okay, okay. So late, 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 so I realized I was quite good at it, you know, building computers. I knew where I, where I needed to buy parts from. Yeah. And, you know, I started getting people asking me to build computers for them. Oh, so I, I, I thought, okay, you know what, I, I was doing it from my bedroom and, you know, I had all these computer parts in my bedroom. It wasn't a lot of space, you know. There was, you know, six brothers and sisters growing up in a three-bedroom flat. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine there wasn't a lot of space. So I moved to, there's a, there a guy who had a video shop that we used to rent out. You know, VCRs back then. Yeah, yeah, right? like blockbusters, uh, right? He, yeah, like blockbusters, right. So he had a little shop in the high street and he had a room at the back that he wasn't using. So mm -hmm. I said, look, let me rent this room out from you. I'll pay you monthly X amount of money. I can't remember what it was. It was a small <laughs> amount. Sure. And, and I kind of set up a little shop there. So I told all my customers, clients, which started off with family and friends, mm -hmm. to come and meet me there, right? And, 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 and it kind of started from there. But what I quickly realized is that, you know, the likes of PC World, Curry's, were offering computers where people can pay monthly, right? Mm -hmm. Very high-spec computers where people can pay monthly. So I knew that, you know what, there's no longevity in this business because, mm -hmm. you know, if people can go to trusted businesses, very large businesses like, like Curry's Dell? and PC World. Like Dell. Yeah, yeah exactly. Know, yeah. Dell, you know, they were offering, you know, computers for 500 pounds, you know, 499 pounds. Childhood Questions are sponsored by Ali Huda. Ali Huda is a video on-demand streaming platform for Muslim children where they can watch cartoons and shows while learning about Islam the fun way. If you are a Muslim parent, this will be one of your best investments. Visit www.alihuda.com for a seven-day free trial. Now back to the show. And you could actually pay monthly. Why would they come to me? Mm -hmm. And I think that was the right decision. I kind of packed everything up because I realized, you know what, this is not, there's no longevity in it. It gave me, gave me you know, some earning for about a year or so, mm -hmm. you know, which was good. And, but that was my very first, you know. But you learned something at least. You learned a lot of things, customer service, right? And uh, what yeah, kind of reasons work, what doesn't. 
That's right. Absolutely. I mean, I used to get a lot of, uh, you know, repeat business from people for repairs and upgrades and, and also a lot of business came to recommendation. I don't think I ever advertised once, yeah. right? And, and then after that, about a year after doing this, I got into a partnership with another friend of mine. And um, it, it was actually a kind of like a networking business, right? Okay. And to be honest, if I'm absolutely honest, it was a complete, complete, you know, a failure as a business model, right? Okay. What, what, was it, what was it about? Can you be more like describe? It was a networking business. It was one of those very early uh, networking business where, it was, uh, honestly, I can't remember the details of it, mm -hmm. but it was to do with the internet and and something to do with the internet, right? Okay, okay. I, I didn't delve into it too long. I think it six, seven months at most. And I realized, you know what, the business model isn't right. And to be honest, it was my, and, and it was more like a pyramid kind of system and a, a multi-level marketing system, I see. which is something that I actually, from a very early age, realized that, you know what, I didn't like that kind of business model. I see. How and, was and, it, and was, it net, was it networking, like in people or in computers? No, it was it was in people. Oh, okay. Because right? was, on computers, yeah, I have never heard multi-level networking. That's all I was just yeah. saying. What? No, no, no. I see. No. I see, I see. So, and, and then after that, I uh, partnered with another friend of mine and we started import-exporting furniture from China. Okay. And that was pretty good because we, we managed to get some really good contracts. But what happened was our supplier went uh, bust and bankrupt, the one that was in the UK. Mm -hmm. And my business partner, who, who was a super sales guy, right? And I was, you know, still very shy at that time. And, you know, I wasn't really... You know, I didn't understand sales and marketing and how to do all of this stuff. And he was supposed to take care of all of those mm. side of business. And I was more on the op operation side. Mm -hmm. And he kind of like lost heart. And, and uh, you know, he was a bit disheartened once the supplier went bust. Mm -hmm. And I found myself to motivate him to get back into the business. Sure. And eventually after trying for about four weeks, I realized, you know what, he's completely lost lost motivation and, and I couldn't possibly do this myself. I and, and and I kind of packed, packed it in. But I tell you one thing, one one common thing that I learned from, from those three attempts at business is that is that I realized that at the first instant of experiencing a problem in the business, I, I threw in the towel and I gave up, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, the first challenge that I faced, I actually just threw in the towel and I gave up. There were many, many ways these businesses could be remodeled and, you know, lots of things could have been done in order to make them work, mm -hmm. right? But, you know, I faced my first challenge and I gave up. So when it came to my fourth business, which by then I was 24 years old, mm -hmm. right? And, uh, and I had been working for this school for almost uh, two years and I was into my third year mm -hmm. and... And one thing I said to my, uh, which was my uh, Islamic design house, which is the Islamic clothing business, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. so this is, a, this is the fourth business really, or, right? This is the fourth, this is the fourth business, okay. yeah. This is the fourth business. You know, without going into details of the business, it was mm -hmm. a clothing business I, I, I knew nothing about. In fact, it was inspired by my mother and my sister because my sisters used to ask my mother to make jilbabs for them. Mm -hmm. So they used to go buy fabrics from the marketplace and bring it to my mother and she knew how to stitch so she would uh, make it for them and and it kind of just clicked in me that you know what there's a demand for this mm -hmm. because my mother had orders of 12 15 orders lined up from my sisters and their friends right <laughs> and she was charging 10 12 pound each and i thought wow okay you know and i, I kind of dove into it more and i realized okay if we can get these designs into shops it was mm -hmm. 
this idea was that simple. Like it was just, you know, I'll get my sisters to help me design some some of these mm -hmm. and I'll and get them made by a manufacturer and I'll get them into shops and girls will go and buy. Mm -hmm. And Subhana, it was as simple of an idea as it was. But one thing I said to myself is that, you know, and I used to do affirmation myself every single morning and pretty much throughout the day, anytime I would look at the mirror that no matter what happens, I will not give up. Yeah. I will not throw in the towel. Uh, and that's what I was determined, like, you know, that I'm not going to give up no matter what challenge I face. And you can imagine there were thousands of challenges, you know, Absolutely. with this business. So, and I haven't, uh, you know, seen how it's running, you know. I see. I see. So, I mean, for those people, I don't know if they, if they are familiar with the affirmations, because I think it comes uh, from the what's called self-helping tips, right? So the, some people do this affirmation. So yep. I just want to understand, is it something you learn somewhere to, from someone that affirmations is going to be helpful or you just started doing this on your own? I just want to know. And what you were know, the affirmations actually? Yeah, it's funny. Like, you know, I, I actually was just doing it to myself. Okay. okay. And I didn't realize, yeah. you know, yeah, I didn't realize there's a whole science behind it until yeah. many years later. Oh, right. See. And it, it's just, you know, I would say to myself, you know, things like, you know, if, 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 you know, if someone else can do well in life or someone else can be successful in business, why can't you, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you know what, what is it that that person has that you don't have, right? You have a brain, you have hands, you have legs, you know, you've got a mouth, you have the ability to learn, so you could do it too, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I would kind of do a lot of those self-reflections, right? And the other thing was like, don't ever give up. And, you know, when you, when you face uh, a situation is i never see it as a problem i see it as a challenge right so even now like any situation that i face i don't see it as a problem i see it as a challenge that just needs that that i need to overcome and the, the way i'm gonna do it is through learning some new information or learning something new or finding somebody who can you know teach it to me or show it to me right mm -hmm. and that's all it is the difference uh, that the only the gap between uh, me facing a challenge and being able to overcome it is me is whether I know the information on how to overcome this challenge or I understand this challenge well enough or if I know somebody okay who can actually help me so I immediately go into discovering and finding you know looking out for the people that I know around me who can help me and start you know doing shooters and asking questions and so on and that's been really what's helped me you know uh, throughout my life you know overcoming many challenges that I faced. Sounds good. So, so tell us more about Islamic Design House. So, so this is how it started and <laughs> how you guys developed it over the years. Yeah. So, uh, literally, like you know, it, you know, it, it just was inspired. You know, one in 2000, uh, the, uh, I still remember quite, uh, you know, vividly. Uh, it was month of Ramadan, and it was a, a night of power, Laylatul Qadr, and and I just suddenly, you know, realized that this is what I got to do, and you know, ideas started flowing in my mind, and I tell this story, you know, and I've told this story before, even on stage in front of hundreds of people. Mm. And, and I was at a friend's house and I said to him, listen, I, I think I've got a really good idea, right? Mm -hmm. and, and can you get me some paper and pen to write it down? And, and he didn't have a paper and pen. He went, ran into the toilet and, and got me some toilet tissue paper mm -hmm. and he, he got a, a, like a broken pencil. Right. And I started writing down all these ideas about I don't know where they came from, honestly, mm -hmm. you know, like it's, it's almost like, you know, intuition, you know, it's almost like, you know, was divine inspiration. Honestly, mm -hmm. Amaru, like I had no idea where these ideas came from. I had not, you know, necessarily 
you know, thought about this before. But, you know, I was thinking about marketing, sales, how to do the production, even design ideas. And I started jotting it down. And, and I realized by the end of it, I had about 10, you know, toilet tissue papers where I had, you know, uh, written out all these ideas. Mm-hmm. And, and we realized that we're running late for the night press. So I, 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 you know, folded it all up, put it in my back pocket, and we ran to the mosque. And when I got there, I prayed to Allah that, you know what, if this is a good idea, then let it be, make it happen. And from that very day onward, right, you know, later on, I partnered with a few other friends of mine mm-hmm. you know, to raise more capital. We did that. And, and I remember, you know, getting my first 10, 12 samples done and putting it in a suitcase and going up and down the country to meet, you know, back then, you know, Facebook advertising and, and all that wasn't, wasn't. It was common, just starting. Right? Facebook just started just, 2003, exactly. right? <laughs> Right, so I, I actually went through the yellow pages and, and I found about 200 addresses of Islamic shops around the country, right? Okay, okay. And I, so what I did is I sent 200 letters out to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Even email, emailing wasn't, wasn't, quite, wasn't, yeah. wasn't so common. I sent 200 letters out and then I called, followed up with a call to these 200 shops, uh-huh. right? I managed to get through about 50. Not uh, bad, 25% response, yeah, not bad. who I spoke to and then from the 50, I managed to get 20 appointments. Cool. And... And, and I then planned out a, a route to meet those 20 shops over a two-week period, awesome. right? So I was on the road for two weeks with my suitcase and, and those samples in my bag. And I went and met them. And alhamdulillah, out of 20, I had 18 people place an order. Cool. So that's a real and, entrepreneurship, right? You have an idea. You, you pick up your suitcase I, and you go on the yeah. road. I am telling you, that was like hard grafting, you know, and, and it taught me a lot. And I tell you, the biggest lesson he taught me by doing that is that, you know what, it's possible and I can do it. Mm. And it's within me to do it. And subhanAllah, I tell you what the amazing thing is. It's almost 15 years now, this business, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's still out of those 18 very beginning people, there's a handful of them still you know, buying products from us, sure. right? And, and they often ask about me. Obviously, I don't deal with the sales directly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they often ask about me where I am and... And uh, some of them still call and say, hi, hello, how's it going? Obviously, others have gone out of business, but those who are still running would often call me. And, and because we had then gone from, you know, that initial order was only 500 pieces mm-hmm. to, you know, doing 50 to 60,000 pieces a year, you know, run. Alhamdulillah. And, and it went from, you know, just UK to international where now, you know, our products are distributed to about 60 plus countries. We're on Amazon, UK, Canada, US, India. You know, we've got 26 retail franchises across the globe. So, you know, it, it just, uh, what it, what that really taught me, that you know what, if you set your mind to something and you're determined and you're ready to put the, the sacrifice in and the time in, I mean, I had to sacrifice a lot for that. I even moved out and lived in Egypt for four years. Set up oh, really? Factory. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, from 2008 to 2012, uh, we set up a factory there. I ran the factory. I, employed, I had about 50 employees. You know, primarily Egyptians. It was a big challenge, you know, working with Egyptians. We then closed that down and then moved to India, mm-hmm. where we now just have contracts with factories who produce. Okay. And it came to up to about 10 years. And, and at that time, I had a meeting with my partners and I said, you know, we need to pivot and change our strategy. And they didn't quite. And actually, my strategy was bang on, you know, going back, you know, in hindsight right now. And they even agree. And, and we, we had a kind of difference in strategy and direction. And I said, look, you know, I think it's about time that I moved on to something different, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of like... So, so I mean, is, I don't know if you don't mind answering. So, I mean, what was the strategy? Like, you guys had different, like, you want to do something differently at AIDH? Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to take you know our company towards a marketplace platform. Right? Okay. Okay. Like so, Modanisa. Uh, exactly. It's interesting because I know Modanisa founder very well, and in fact, Kerim, we had Kerim, right? Kerim. Kerim, that's right. Yeah, and we, we've had we met up and we had uh, conversations many times, and he actually really, really admired Islamic designers at that mm. time, and he was looking at us for inspiration, and he mm -hmm. was just beginning, and we we're only already you know six, seven years into our business, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. Exactly. And, yeah, so I wanted to take the company towards a, a marketplace platform because we were number one within the Islamic clothing space, right? We were doing pioneering stuff, you know, breaking stuff like, you know, very creative and innovative stuff we were doing. And we actually had a massive distribution network, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and I realized that, you know, given our... And it took us like almost seven, eight years to build this distribution network. Mm -hmm. And it's, it takes good eight to ten years to become a mature company. And we yeah. were quite mature by that time. right? Very good infrastructure, very good company structure. We had about, I don't know, almost 30 plus employees, mm -hmm. you know, office in UK, office in India, office in Egypt, office in US. Mm -hmm. And and there were, you know, I realized that there's, there's upcoming designers, upcoming uh, bloggers on Instagram, mm -hmm. you know, and they all got ideas of their clothing, but they can't penetrate the market because... No. You know, they don't have the access to the market. They don't sure. have the distribution, and we had that. Mm -hmm. So my idea was, again, very simple, is we become a marketplace platform, embrace all these designers, all mm -hmm. these bloggers who mm -hmm. can, who can, you know, host their designs on our platform, mm -hmm. right? Because we got the distribution, we got the reach, mm -hmm. okay? They will sell. We take a small cut from sure. whatever sell, right? And, and grow it from there. But, uh, uh, of course, you know, when you have partners, you have differences in sure. direction and sure. strategy. Opinion. Uh, different opinion, that's right. So I had an overwhelming majority of opinion from my business partners where, no, let's stay as it is. Let's okay. stabilize things, okay. right? Whereas okay. I was really wanting to push things forward. And, and because of that, you know, I really can't do something unless my heart is in it. Sure. Unless I'm 100% my heart and mind is into something. And then you will find me a relentless individual, uh, very, very focused. And so my heart wasn't in it, you know, with the direction it was going. So we kind of sat and agreed that you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to resign from my role, but I'm still a shareholder sure. of the company, absolutely. right? And I'm going to go, you know, try new things. Sure, absolutely. So that would be a very high-end note to end the podcast, but that's not the case, right? That's the biggest elephant <laughs> in the room we're going to talk about. So let's jump into it. Tell me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, so it's it really what happened after I guess it was in 2014 or 13, really. And at that time, I started, you know, I had another, you know, huge idea in my head, which is I realized that, I, you know, and by the way, for voluntarily in my spare time, I was supporting a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, who were coming to me uh, asking for advice. And, and a lot of my advice that I, I would give was benefiting them a lot and, and their businesses. So I realized, you know what? Because this saw you as a success, right? Because this saw you, you, you did this yeah. uh, Islamic design high. Let's yeah. learn from Harun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I actually enjoyed sharing what I learned, like completely without any reservation, right? Mm -hmm. Everything. Like, you know, some people, you know, hold things in. I wasn't. Like, I was I was given everything that I knew and I got, right? And anybody would, you know, I could spend days and nights, you know, talking to somebody, right? And I wouldn't get bored or exhausted, right? That's how much energy I had for that, right? Mm -hmm. and, and this is when this idea of the whole Muslim Entrepreneur Network came into my mind, which is, which is you know, to set up a platform where it's got a huge knowledge bank mm -hmm. and, and people can access it for a very affordable price, a monthly subscription, mm -hmm. okay? But it would give people the, uh, you know, information 
which would enable you know to ins- inspire them, motivate them, and educate them, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, you were set up 2014, right? Or 15? Yeah. So 2014 is is when I did a an initial test for for this, right? So I did an event, and believe me, within a week the event got filled up, right? Uh, you know, over I think 100 people, and we had 150 people who wanted. Uh, there was another 50 extra people on the waiting list, right? Mm-hmm. And I realized. There's actually a good marketplace, and and the event was called an inspirational evening with Muslim entrepreneurs, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I just reached out to my friends. Who you I were knew. alone. You were alone to setting it up, or you were with someone else to set it. No, no, no. I, I had other 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 people. You know, some of these people you know, and and we kind of brainstormed and we we, we just collaborated together to do it, right? Okay. okay. Uh, but you know, but who really took it to the next level was obviously myself because you know. Not everybody who starts something usually ends up finishing. Mm. You know what I mean, right? Sure. So although I had a lot of collaborators, you know, they were all like wanting me to do all the hard work. So you know, I thought, okay, let's do this. Mm-hmm. But it was a real, real eye opener that actually there's a real need for this, right? <laughs> so I started working on the plans on how we're going to do this. Started contacting, you know, people that I knew, people, uh, my friends who were into business, and they were all willing to provide. You know, content and get into interviews and you know share what they knew and each of them had you know expertise in different areas and you know so and and I, and I specifically wanted to call it Muslim Entrepreneur Network because it was in you know network means it's open to everybody right mm-hmm. um, you know it's it's not a private club or anything it's not a group it's not a you know it's open to everybody right. Mm-hmm. And and my idea was to create this ecosystem whereby, you know, the people who get inspired, they do their business, they can offer their business services to the community, right, at good prices, so create a discount club. So it's like the, there's, there's an ecosystem. If anybody, you know, was running some services, then the people within the network can, you know, you know utilize that service, right? Okay. So, it's, so it's, again, like a, it's like not only where people coming together, but it's also they're offering service to each other. Is that is that correct? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, right, absolutely. So, so at, at that point, I uh, so it, it came to 2015, and it, I, actually, it was February 2015 is when I did that first event, right? Mm-hmm. At that event uh, is where I met, as you know, Harun Qureshi. Mm-hmm. Okay, he came to that event, in fact, right? And we then had a chat after the event, and he told me about what he's doing on the Amazon mm-hmm. side and what he's been doing. And it was it was quite successful at it, right? And he showed me all that he was doing, and and I, I then shared my idea about the Home Muslim Entrepreneur Network, and and he also was, you know, shared that he wanted to inspire Muslims, basically, mm-hmm. right? And he's mm-hmm. done this course, it's an Amazon course, and so many people are benefiting from it, and and I particularly didn't have a specific model, if you if you know what I mean, a step by step model. Okay. My stuff was going to be a lot of general advice, and people can take whatever suited them or whatever benefited them. Anyway, we, we kind of met up subsequently after this event a few times and realized that our ideas were somewhat along the same lines, okay. right? And we decided to shake on it and, and work together and combine those ideas into one, right? And build one project, right? Mm-hmm. Which was the Muslim Entrepreneur Network. Sure. And, and I think uh, it was great. I think it was fantastic. And, you know, you, you'd attest to that and many others would attest to that. We grew it very, very rapidly, in fact, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We had a Facebook group, which was hundreds of thousands of... Psst. If 
you are an entrepreneur with a product or service for the Muslim market, let's get in touch. We are Halal.ad, a marketing agency and ad network for the ever-growing Muslim market. We can help you reach millions of Muslims to grow your business. Visit www.halal.ad for a 30-minute free consultation. Now back to the show. You know, followers, we did global events in Egypt, Palestine, you know, Dubai, uh, many events in UK. You know, it was, you know, getting this global reach, right? Mm-hmm. You know, hundreds of thousands on our mailing list. And, and really at the onset, it was, it, was, it was all about providing a huge amount of value, right? Absolutely. And to the community, right? And, and then later, the idea was to give them a specific business model, right? And it wasn't necessarily going to be from us directly. It was to embrace the talents, the experience within the community, and and utilize that in order to, to you know. So so like I, I did well, a, a course called towards the end of 2016 called Ecom Empires Academy. Yeah, right? it was with another what, brother. What was his name? Exactly, it was with Ridwan Mahmoud. Yeah, Ridwan, who was yeah. a exactly, and you and you know he's doing very very well. He was a young kid. And the whole idea of that program was, and, and 80% of the content of that program was provided by him, mm. right? And the whole idea was for, for us to show how, and that was our really pilot test, by the way, right? Mm-hmm. It was a pilot. It wasn't the B and, and all of everything, right? It was a complete pilot to basically see what it's, because he got inspired. He got into Amazon through the Muslim Entrepreneur Network almost a year back. He did mm-hmm. phenomenally well, right? Then he got into software. He, he really, the, the kid is, you know, in my opinion, a, a, a genius, very mm-hmm. smart kid, very hardworking as well, right? And it was right to do something with him in collaboration, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, as you know, obviously, Com Mirza, we introduced Com Mirza to the community, you know, with um, much regrets of mine now. So before, before you, yeah, we jump to there. So, yeah. like, I want to, I want to, like, I want to highlight something. So when you yep. started Muslim Entrepreneur Network, because some people yep. are easy to judge. I right? say, so, oh, it's MLM. Yep. So, I mean, to be honest, like even for our coming Muslims on fire, right? Alhamdulillah, it's just a podcast. But eventually, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Eventually, if it goes well, I have a plan to introduce Academy, you know, so where yep. people can teach. And maybe it's something like similar to networking, as you mentioned, where people come together and learn and maybe you yeah. know do the exchanging services actually i was talking another brother yeah. I, maybe you know i don't know if you know him he's from australia but he's originally from bosnia he was talking in yeah. his city in a very small setup it's called madina brothers i think that's what he yeah. called so there are a couple of seven to eight muslims right they come and they hide the same place and when they need something they use the service from each other and they also refer other clients to to other you know partners so so what i'm saying is just very this example is very very small but if you look at it in a larger context, this is what you guys were about to do, right? And it's, it's not a multi-level marketing. It's just a normal thing to do. It's nothing fishy about it. It's nothing, I mean, it's nothing sh- shady about it. It's, it's a legit business, it's a business idea. That's what I'm trying to pinpoint, right? But up until we come to the, the next section, I guess, isn't, what would, what would we say? Don't you say yeah. so? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, Maros, there are many, many successful, you know, business networks out there. There, right, mm-hmm. many, many, right. Mm-hmm. Mind Valley, as an example, sure. is one of them. Uh, there's many, and I, I researched many of them, and and you know there are many that are very successful. So what we did wasn't wasn't was anything unusual. Okay, it's a 
it, uh, and the whole idea was to you know inspire as many many Muslims as possible to consider entrepreneurship as an alternative to basically earn an income for themselves okay other than just a nine to five job necessarily mm-hmm. right and you know the the business model we had was very affordable the program we had and it was very successful it was received by hundreds of thousands of people globally right mm-hmm. and we in a very short amount of time in fact uh, managed to quite successfully quite successfully grow a very, very active, engaged community, right? Yes. You know what, to be honest, you know, in years time and, you know, if you're thinking of doing this, I would really give it another shot at it, right? Mm-hmm. I learned many things in the process, of, right? And I think if I did it again, I'd do a much, much better job at it, you know, and, and I've considered that. I've considered doing it again, right? With obviously lots of tweaks and changes and lots of things, right, mm-hmm. that learned from this process. But, uh, but I, I you know, it was a very successful, you know, uh, project that we did. Yeah, I see. I see. I mean, so let's go to the next point. So I think, you know what, my before I, before I want to say, just go ahead. I, I, then I will, I think uh, I will tell you why, from my personal point of view, may, some things might have gone wrong. But anyway, so you said you guys were introduced to Comerza, right? Or how did it go? Yeah, so what happened? Yeah, so what happened was, you know, Harun Qureshi met uh, Kam Mirza through a mastermind that he signed up that uh, Kam does, mm-hmm. or used to do, which is, you know, has left a lot of people out of pocket. And and I think it's worth mentioning that he's, he's, he's public news now, you know, he's, he's arrested in Dubai, you know, for frauding a lot of people. And, you know, we knew very little about, about them. And for me, in particular, I went by a lot of, um, you know, trust in, in Harun Qureshi for having, you know, done his due diligence and X, Y, and Z, but, but, but the point is we introduced him, you know, and, but initially it was just a matter of him providing content, right? He's supposed to be a, a half a, a billion dollar man, $500 man, right? It's publicized uh, all over the internet and mm-hmm. he's supposed to, you know, ha- be an experienced entrepreneur, businessman, mm-hmm. you know, and he was meant to add value to this network by sure. providing content, right? Yeah. He did, he did provide some content, you know, and people were inspired by him. You know, without a doubt. And I think that was his appeal, right? That mm-hmm. was his uh, main appeal. Obviously, you know, uh, nobody, even us, knew what the hidden agenda was, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. And, I mean, even with the... Yeah. So, so I think, you know, one of the issues which is really tricky about this whole case is that it's, you know, relationships that build on trust, right? Yeah. So here's the thing. My, my personal take on this, like, yeah. you... You trusted Harun, like you saw him, I mean to Quraishi, right? And I don't know if you know, if you knew about his history, he comes from Ayira, right? Dawah yep. organization. He did an excellent job there, mashallah, with a good brother doing Dawah. And you naturally give a lot of, you know, credit, right? Yeah. To his trust. Yep. So, so when you and Harun, right, coming together and promoting another Muslim, you know, like, you know, come. So yep. what people did is that, they trust you, especially for example, Islamic Design House and Harun yep. did his Amazon business. Okay, this is the next year. Okay, we also give some, give, give, you know, automatically transfer trust from you to, yep. to come. And I think that's what makes many people angry, I guess. If come came, right? If come came right away on his own, right? Yep. And then started doing this thing, it, like, I, I, I personally, Personally, it, it was very difficult for him to do, right? Because he was borrowing yep. trust from you guys and you give yep. him a platform. And even to this podcast where some people were not quite happy, why am I giving you a platform? But I think there's always a story we can learn and, and yep. share. And I think, 
so I think this that, that's what happened, right? So that's what happened, and and I think I don't know if you remember me. I actually asked about uh, come from at least three people, at least yeah. th at least. Uh, I mean, I'm even you know them. So one from you, and one from Harun yeah. Quraishi himself, and one from another brother who also used to be part of uh, Bayina. It is Arun. Yeah. Yeah. I think right. Yeah. So yep. every time I ask him, guys, I, I also ask him, guys, there's something not quite a worry thing, and they always that's that's fine, that's good, you know. There's something yep. I, I never did business with Kamirza, uh, or I never even bought any of his courses. But for me, one well, to be honest, uh, if anybody, it's not only Muslims, anybody who talks about the how much they are making every month or every yep. week online, to be honest, and promoting them, the for me, it's the first signal, you know. Yep. Why on earth you want to show me your money? What's your point? I mean, for yeah. me, most of the people who does that, my personal opinion, I don't have to, yeah. you know, anybody, like their life is kind of empty. They have, that's the only way that legitimize that they, they have done something wrong. To be honest, okay, we know some rich people. We know Bill Gates. We know Elon Musk. We know Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. all of them. And they, they never come and say, I'm making this much because we know yeah. how much they make. The Forbes list yeah. them as the rich people. So you don't have to do that. Uh, but yeah. anyway, so I think that's what happened. So I think let's jump back, uh, jump to on leverage program. Tell us more about it and what it was. And uh, if I, if I can add just one, one, sure. one point here with you as well, just to elaborate something. Yeah. A lot of people have criticized me and said to me that, oh, you knew this from the beginning. Uh, that's absolutely rubbish. Mm. Uh, because the thing is, is, is you, you mentioned, you know, Arun, for example, who mm -hmm. worked uh, for Albaina, sure, right? Sure. Uh, he was one, one, of the, one of the main guys who, who made Bayina what it, what it was. And mm -hmm. he was Numan Ali Khan's brother-in-law. And he's a very, very respectful individual. Exactly. Many people don't know. And he know. was he was he was in the same shoes as you, right? He was exactly. he trust me. And later on, he he did on Facebook. He said, "Yeah, this is it." He disclaimed that, that that's nothing to do. But so what I'm saying is exactly that's what it was. And and, and he lost a lot of money for, uh, with Com and, and his brothers, right? I see. And you're right. Trust is a trust is a very big thing in business. It is very necessary mm -hmm. uh, in business, right? Because you know. It, you can even write contracts between people, but if people don't honor it, there's not very much that you can do mm -hmm. other than then spend a lot of money through legals in order to enforce that contract, right? Sure. And, and sometimes you don't have that, right? So tr in business, trust is very, very important in, in business or trust. And to be honest, my, my take on trust is I, I begin with trust on anything and with anybody, right? Until that person does something to break that trust. So you right? give a benefit of the doubt, the, yeah. Of the, Exactly. I'm one of those people that gives the benefit of the doubt right from the onset. I'm not one of those people that is over uh, skeptical from the beginning. If I was like that, then I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have done or been able to do a lot of things that I have done in my in my life. Okay, because you, you just it it, it uh, prevents you from doing things. It almost disables from doing things right? or taking action. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Trust played a big factor, and there was a lot of you know it was quite intentionally and meticulously done to instill distrust you know where you know people were praying with you people were fasting with you people were you know uh, you know leading the prayer and reciting beautifully you know and saying all those all those things that was you know very uh, you know you couldn't think otherwise right and I and I don't consider myself as a very clever intelligent individual right but these people have duped a lot of very clever individual people right and I have managed to take money from these people, you know, uh, to what amounted to be nothing at the end, right? And and so it, it's like they were very talented at it, right? We were just, you know, in in real, you know, if I, you know, look, the thing is, is if you're if you're a critic of yourself, 
right? And if you're the best critic of yourself, you don't need people. You don't need people to criticize you. And I have, I have spent a lot of time doing self-reflection, and I realize, you know, what my mistakes were, what I should have done things better. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, definitely do a lot more due diligence. Okay, mm-hmm. completely was absolutely naive about it and taking, you know, people's word for things, right? Mm-hmm. And some, and unfortunately, reality life is just not good enough, right? No. Now, now what it, what this does, those kind of experience, what it does to a lot of people is it makes them, you know, where they never do business again. They never trust anybody again. They never... It's, it's a fine balance, isn't it? It's a very, very fine balance. Exactly. But for me, what it's done for me is it's just taught me... You know that I need to be a lot more careful next time. It hasn't. It hasn't made me think that I'm never going to do business again. It hasn't made me think that I'm not going to trust somebody again. I'm not going to get into partnership again. No. Uh, you know, far from that, right? I am going to do partnership with people. I am going to get into business with people. I'm going to do business again, right? But I'm just going to make sure that I've learned my lessons from those experiences and you know and, and improve on that, right? Mm-hmm. And subhanAllah, look, the result is this, is, you know, you know, he's now arrested and he's in prison in Dubai, right? Yeah. Because he just didn't do it to me and, and, and other people that we know of, but he's done it to people all over the world, right? And that was their game plan, do you understand, right, mm. from day one, befriending people, building trust, and then, you know, uh, finding ways to take yeah, we, money. Yeah, we, we, we come to that in a moment, uh, Harun, we come to that in a moment. Just tell yeah. me more about the leverage program itself, what it was, and do you remember, we had this yeah. meeting... So I know sometimes, you know, I would come yeah. to London. That's what I really expect you is that. So even though we had, I mean, we never done business together, right? Let's be honest. I never paid you. You never paid me yeah. for any services we did. So sometimes it's just, yeah. just uh, fellow entrepreneurs, Muslim entrepreneurs and brothers, I guess, who would sit yeah. down. And one of the sh- times I remember you came and we were sitting and I think, I think we were eating chicken curry or something. I asked you, hey, yeah. what are you up to? And you said, I'm doing this leverage program. You explained to me, explain the same thing to me again. But then I will ask you the same question again. <laughs> Well, look, let me let me give it uh, to you in another way, sure. right? So, Com obviously introduced his brother, mm-hmm. okay? He was invited at, to an event and he spoke at an event and this is the first time he mentioned the word leverage, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Whereby, you know, and it was in kind of in line with, you know, the ethos of the Muslim Entrepreneur Network, which mm-hmm. is to build a community, a network of people who help support each other, right? Mm-hmm. And grow an ecosystem, right? Sure. And but you know, and and to be honest, I'll be absolutely honest with you. Okay, this is what people will be shocked by and wouldn't w- w- won't know about, right? Mm-hmm. I had no idea that the leverage program was launched or is going to be launched. Okay, it was to my surprise, and just to put some perspective with timeline, 2000 December 2016 is when we launched the Ecom Empires Academy, right? Okay, between myself and Harun Qureshi, we had agreed that we won't launch another course or another program until four to six months later, okay? okay? Because we need to support that community, sure. okay? We need to uh, develop this uh, one particular program more, okay? Mm-hmm. Because this was a pilot, pilot test, right? Okay. Okay. But it had amazing amount of value, right? Amazing amount of value. People who took action got amazing amount of results. And obviously you had some people complaining uh, are, are really people when you really look deep down didn't take any action right mm-hmm. and we know that right now e-commerce so, works we know the game e-commerce works amazon yeah, works exactly but but right? the, the thing is you need to you need to do the work because this is what people think they think they don't do anything they just earn money it's not the case because as i also mentioned we did some amazon yeah. i know i know That's i did right. e-commerce i know it works we just exactly. need to know and, the and, right and, niche 
and do the work. And we never, we never uh, promoted as a get-rich-quick scheme, all that stuff that people have. Uh, we always said it's hard work. Here are the steps, but it's going to take you a while to get those steps done, right? Mm -hmm. To master these steps. And, uh, you know, here's the blueprint, but it's going to take you a while to master and understand and, and grasp those steps. Anyway, so December 2016, okay, I remember the exact date, 20th or 21st of December 2016, when we stopped uh, taking on enrollment from students, right, for this program. And the idea was to support them over the next eight to 10 weeks, okay, mm -hmm. and the course was a 10 week program, right? Mm -hmm. January 7th or yeah around the 7th of January almost 12 or 50 days later Harun Qureshi announced the leverage program that he's doing with you know Rocky Mirza right and on his own you know it was on the web on his own completely on your own without, without asking you without, without, but you guys were partners right exactly right so I even wait wait wait, wait. So you are, you <laughs> it are gets in, interesting doesn't exactly so you are in Muslim entrepreneur network together as co-partners yeah. you and Harun right yeah. Right. Okay. Yep. So, and he announces leverage in seventh of uh, after a couple of. You agreed we don't do anything for next four or five months. Yeah. But after a couple of weeks, one two weeks, he announced yep. leverage network without telling you anything. Is it what you're saying? Absolutely. Right. I found out from from the internet myself. Right. <laughs> from online. Funny. Okay. That's okay. interesting. Uh, okay. From Facebook. Yeah. From a post. You know, Facebook post that he made, and 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 I still got that Facebook post. Right. That. This leverage program he's launching with with Rocky Mirza, Comrade's brother, right? Uh -huh. And the offer that was made was, we'll build you a business, a profitable business within five for five thousand pounds within twelve months. Mm -hmm. And if we don't do it and you're not satisfied, then we'll return your full money and a thousand pound more on top. Yeah. So immediately, wait I, here, I got on wait the phone. here, wait here, wait yeah. here. So before that, you never knew Rock Mirza, but only maybe Rock Mirza only spoke once at your event. Is it what happened until then? Yes, that's right. Yeah, I, I don't know him personally. So right. until until then, at, uh, I see. Until then, he only spoke at once at your at one of your events. That's it. Exactly, almost a year back, by the way, in December two thousand and fifteen. Oh, I see. Right I see. when we did our first Muslim Entrepreneur Network event, where we had almost three hundred people, okay. and that's where he first floated the idea of leverage. Okay. And I didn't see him after that at all. Okay, but I hear this announcement online. I immediately get on the phone to Harun Quraysh and I and said, what the hell is this? It must have taken some time for him to prepare before he launched anything, right? So maybe he was it, doing something under the cover, like, I mean, he was doing, you know, silently. Absolutely. He was meeting him privately and discussing with him and, you know, and they were planning the whole thing, right? And and I was completely oblivious of this, right? What? But and, still, was it launched as a Muslim entrepreneur network? That's what I'm really curious. He didn't right. do it his own. So, no. So... When I found out, I called, got on the phone with Harun Creation. I said, you know, what, what, what is this that you've just posted, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, I, I, and, and, and it was a, quite a heated discussion, you know, where I said, look, we said we're not going to launch anything for another four to six months mm -hmm. because we, we've got, you know, existing support. students to deliver, to support and, and deliver something to, right? And you've just now come and, and propose this and the offer you put, like you're guaranteeing, firstly, Islamically, that's not right. And secondly, how the hell are you going to give a, a business to, you know, thousands of people, right, within 12 months, right? Mm -hmm. and, and this is where he assured me that Rocky has these businesses already making money, right? And they were going to be given to the members who sign up to this, right? So what, what, what do you mean? Like Rocky gives business to the subscribers, like who signs up for the course? Yeah, apparently he already had these businesses already making money, right? Huh. Uh, what, what they were... 
uh, at that point it was unclear, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I then meet up with the uh, Rocky, you know, subsequently, and I say, you know, what is this? It, it, you know, you you made this bold promise, okay, mm -hmm. to people. How are you going to deliver this? Yep. And wallahi, like all throughout, okay, it was, don't worry, okay, <laughs> uh, I've got this. I'm going to do this. This is my responsibility. I'm going to deliver this. But on I'm your name. But I'm responsible on your name. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Anyway, a lot of, uh, without going into much detail, a lot of assurances was provided that that this was going to get delivered. And this was already in place. They had thousands and thousands of businesses that were making, you know, online content-based e-commerce business that was making money, which is what was going to be given to people, right? I said, I said, after getting a lot of reassurances is when I said, okay, I will stand behind this, right? And, and mm. let me tell you this, Maru, I got these reassurances from him while in a masjid, okay, right, in the masjid, right, in the prayer hall of the masjid, okay, right, so you tell me how are you not to believe an individual, like when, when they've just prayed with you in Jamaat, they just did dua, okay, and then we sit down for a meeting and this is where I'm getting all these reassurances, right, how are you not to, supposed to be, believe people, right, that's what anyway. makes it very evasive, right, like, exactly yeah. right it was you know and on faith and on trust i went along with it okay and was part of the management team that then what you call it and the operations team right so here's the and, thing though. here's the thing so explain me the leverage program again the officially the the, the offer offer just the, in the initial offer the initial offer was to build people a content-based website mm -hmm. that was going to make money okay, okay? Fair enough. that makes money okay through creating contents and it could be through lead generation that comes from these websites okay, okay it could be through uh, you know advertising x y and z right okay but pretty quickly within three four months the direction changed to a fitness franchise and supposedly he had thousands of fitness franchises okay mm -hmm. running throughout the country mm -hmm. okay and and i never got the, the clarity of where they are mm -hmm. how they are set up and mm -hmm. wh where they were right they are just there Right? They are just They're just by the words. Me. So, but here's the yeah, thing. Trust me. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. At that time, you, you, I think you said something similar. For me, and even then, I, I mean, until now, what doesn't really make clear to me is that the question is how, right? Look, so what, what part of the Harun was saying, I mean, in this case, that, sorry, that the Rocky was saying that, okay, I have some business, I'm going to give it to you, right? So yeah. subscribers, what well, doesn't really make sense that, for example, look, I have business and you have business. If you have a business working, why give it to someone else? Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah. It doesn't make sense, yeah. right? Unless exactly. sometimes, of course, business gets sold, but that investor or the, the buyer has to give the multiplication of the yearly revenue or the yearly profit for up to X years, for example, 10 years or five years, then I can say, nah, okay, I, I can do that or, or not. But just giving away doesn't make sense to me, right? And especially, you know, uh, yeah, uh, you know, of hindsight is a very beautiful, uh, I know, I know, I know, beautiful, I know, I know, I know, you know, know. And, and to be honest, you know, uh, you're right, a lot of things didn't make sense. and. The thing about uh, these people was that they were very, very, they were brilliant at uh, instilling uh, trust in people, right? By saying the right things, by doing the right things. And many people, they still trust. I mean, me, I'm an individual. They managed to do it on stage in front of thousands of people. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Right? And, you know, when people are, you know, very good at it, okay, and this is their bread and butter, 
you know, they do it like it's, it's, it's the back of their hand, right? And they know how to do this. So, you know, long story short, basically a year went. So I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to give it a year, okay? I'm going to see because he said by the end of one year, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. This is when the real the penny dropped for me, right? Which is there was really nothing, right? And the business model got changed about three, four times along the way, mm-hmm. right? And, and this is when I kind of like, you know, lost it myself, right? And I, I was like, you know, what the... You know what the hell's going on here? What the hell have you done here, right? Okay. okay. And um, and you know. Uh, so, so okay. So to understand, so 2017, like around when was it? March was it introduced the leverage? Yeah. yeah. So along the after three months, it's changing to fitness, right? And, and another thing, so yeah. there, there are them things up until now. You guys are being promised this and that, but what's going yeah. on in, in the back of your head? Is like your like alarms are going bong bong bong. You know, oh something doesn't make sense. But you're still keeping the pressure. What's going on? I just want to understand your look. Do you struggle with Dean and Dunya balance in your life? Meet Salam app a Muslim social network where your ego, nafs, is not in the center. It is a place to feed your soul with daily inspiration, to make new Muslim friends, and connect with Ummah. Visit www.salam.app and download free for your iPhone or Android. My alarms are going like, you know, like, you know, like the house is on fire, right? Sure, sure. Uh, and the smoke alarm is firing up, right? And mm-hmm. you know me. You've known me for many years, right? And I, I'm a very open person, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I held many meetings and held them to account for the deliverables, mm-hmm. okay? But what I what I noticed is that I was being excluded out of meetings, okay? Some of them, and yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were making, you know, having meetings privately between themselves and, and completely excluding me out of it. Because they knew that I would question things, right? Of course. And I would, uh, and I would object to things, right? And in order to avoid those objections and questions, and and continue doing things, right? I'll be excluded out of meetings, and things will be done. Honest to God, and this is beggar's belief, and many people would find it shocking to believe that a lot of things that was done, I found that post it being done. You understand, right? After it was done, right? And so. You know, towards the end of that one year, like uh, it was like uh, enough is enough for me, right? I see. But so, so here's happened, my question. Hey, one, of, one of my friends yeah. asked on Sabiha as well. I think this is where the okay, look, until up until now, right? The people uh, they believe your story, but what really bothers them is that let's even say that Harun was not in this case. So, why? would it take you so long to come up with the saying that enough is enough? Like, why after, yeah. not after three months? Why not after six months, but after a year? That's yeah. what I want to know. Yeah, very good question. So initially, you know, uh, you know, after uh, three, four months, you know, I wasn't too concerned at, that, at those points, right? Okay. Because I wasn't too concerned at those points, right? Because some, you can say, you know, uh, explanations were given why something couldn't get done. Okay. Yeah. We know in business things happen, problems occur. Pivot, pivots X, happen y, in the business. Right? Yeah. Exactly right. So you know, for me, then my my real yardstick was one year. Okay. One year is more than enough for you to start a business or for you to you know you know reestablish you know or, or get a business going. But and also, refund is coming after a year. Refund is coming, right? Yeah, exactly. And and by the year, you you made some big promises to people, and you already said that all this stuff is available and you're going to reveal it in one year. And exactly the same story that was fed to the public and the members was fed to me. Do you understand, right? And honestly, whenever I got a bit, 
you know, let's say excited about, you know, knowing more information, you know, it, I, was, I was quite quickly to be shut down, right? And, and almost like, you know, disliked, okay? And to be honest, you know, I was the black sheep in the group, if you want to see it that way, right? Uh, so one year for me, that's when the penny dropped, right? And yeah, you're right. A lot of people ask me, oh, why didn't you just come out and, you know, just uh, blow the trumpet? Well, I couldn't, okay? Because for me, the way I realized is that, that what I realized is that, you know what? I need to be, I felt responsible for so many people that came into this through me, okay? Mm-hmm. And you know what? I need to get their money back to them. I see. Okay? So it will, it, will, it will be sabotaging the whole operation, right? If you, let's amazing, you come after six months and say, hey, it's not going to work, work. And they might come back and say, look, Harun, you didn't give us a year, right? Otherwise, we wouldn't give it to you. Is that, is that something? That, that's one thing. The other thing is also is that you know, I know these people, they'll just blame it on me and say, oh, nothing worked because of him. He's gone up publicly and he said this and he said that, right? Mm. That's one thing. And second I thing, while, while I had still some level of connection with them, okay, I wanted to use that connection in order to get as much money back to people as possible. And I did. A lot of the refunds that were processed, right, was me pushing, 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 uh, you know, for, 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 that to, for that to happen, right? And eventually, uh, you know, that I was completely cut out. But I tell you another thing happened, which is, which is you know, really left me traumatized, you know, for, for a good part of the whole of last year is that in April, once that year was about to end, I took a two-week break and I went abroad, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I had some family matters to take care of and I went back to Bangladesh. During that period, that my consent or knowledge, they tried to add me as a director in the Muslim Entrepreneur Network company, right? Okay. The sole director and shareholder was Harun Qureshi, right? And this is quite public knowledge evident on Muslim on, on the company's house website, right? Okay, okay. But why at that point they tried to add me as a director, okay, right? It's something that I realized months later was to... Shift some responsibilities? Exactly. Shift the responsibility legally, officially over to me oh, to what had gone on. Do you understand, right? So it, it's almost like, you know, let's put it in layman terms. They wanted to turn me into a scapegoat mm-hmm. and basically put me under the bus and run me over. Do you understand? I see. Right? But, and, but I mean, uh, wait, but the uh, men who started is, is you and you and Harun co-founders, right? Let's not on the paper that you are the 50-50 guys. Is that correct? No, no. So on company's house, Harun Qureshi was the sole director shareholder of, of, the, of the Muslim Entrepreneur Network. The company was officially incorporated in 2016 October, right? Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, 2016 October, right? Mm-hmm. And by the way, I didn't mention to you, but, you know, the leverage money that came into the account uh-huh. was all taken away out and shifted to Dubai and XYZ place. So when did that happen? When did that happen, this thing, during the program? Yeah, this happened during 2017, right? Uh-huh. When I was not director, shareholder in the company or so I was the... You, so do you have access to the bank or not? No, I was not even, I didn't even have access wait, to the wait, bank. Wait, wait, Harun, look, look. Look, so you are not the shareholder, you're not the director. Right now, I'm only finding right now, I thought you were the co-founder, like partners 50-50 with Harun. Yeah. You are not none of those? No, uh, no. So we founded the Muslim Entrepreneur Network, right? Okay. We were founders in the Muslim Entrepreneur Network. Like, but I'm is, it legal? Company, uh, is it legal? Is it legal in papers? Yeah, yeah, you can have that. It's not a problem, right? Yeah. You can have that. Right? What do you mean you can uh, have that? Like, wait, Harun, what I mean is that Muslim Entrepreneur Network is a company, is entity, right? 
Yeah. Okay. And that entity, does it ever anywhere mention Harun Rashid as a co-founder or as a partner or as a director, whatever it is, is in any capacity or only belongs to Harun so, Qureshi? Yeah. So, so here's the thing, right? I was meant to be added as a partner okay, uh -huh. in the company because we funded it together. Okay. But I had 101 excuses why it couldn't be done today or tomorrow or this or that, right? Eventually, I thought, okay, you know what? We're brothers. It's trust, okay? Oh, it doesn't based matter, on trust. Right? I see. Yeah, we're growing the business together. But what I didn't realize is that come April 2018, when they've, when they've uh, completely zeroed out the bank account, and people are expecting refunds and nobody's refunds is getting paid, is when they thought, oh, let's shift the responsibilities to him and, and officially blame it all on him. That makes complete sense now, because if you're not a director, if you're not a co-founder officially, uh, you don't have yeah. access to bank accounts, right? Right, right. And so exactly. you are in darkness. Right. Exactly. I mean, right. to be exactly. honest, okay, forget about this leverage program, but for you, like, uh, I mean, if I go to in a business partnership with anybody else, no matter who, yeah. whoever it is, right, it could be my best friend or anybody, the first thing what we do is sit down and discuss the, who does what and what's yeah. the fair percentage, and we put it in a paper. And I think... Look, uh, look Maru, you're absolutely right, right? If in, again, in hindsight, okay, a lot of things should have been done differently, right? Even, yeah. even many, many other things, right? And these are my lessons of my own life, right? Sure, I told sure. you. I spent a good part of last year, you know, uh, reflecting on a lot of those things, right? I and see. I'm not going to make those same mistakes going forward, right? No matter who he is, sure. you know, even if it's my own brother, I'm going to do business with, right? Mm. Uh, but at the same time, a lot of businesses are done on trust and faith, yes, right? Yes, yes. Done on, uh, you know, brotherhood or sisterhood or do you understand, right? My advice to anybody out there is no matter who it is, okay, you know, you, which is exactly what you said, you know, put things on, on, piece of, on a piece of paper, officially do everything, right, so that things can be, you know, people, the right people can be held to account if things go pear-shaped, right? Again, this is my lesson, and some people think, what an idiot, mm -hmm. how stupid are you? Okay, yeah, you but are it's only you can look back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and people are right, right? I would never dispute that. You are right. It was a very stupid thing to do. It was a very idiotic thing to do, right? And the good nature that... Don't rely on good nature and the good nature mm. of people, right? Uh, people will screw you because of money. People will screw you because of wealth, fame, okay? You know, people just don't give a shit, right? At the same time, you know, don't get fooled by, you know, seeing somebody praying or making dua and giving you religious rhetoric and saying things, okay, mm. right? Don't do that, right? And don't take someone's word for it when they turn around and say, well, I've done this business, I've done that business, right? In fact, take your time, even if you have to take as much time as you, as you need, okay, in order to do your due diligence and be absolutely sure before you do something, right? Or get into business with somebody. These are my lessons, right? I see. And, and no, I couldn't, I couldn't have realized the importance of these lessons had I not gone through what I went through, right? Had I not made the decisions that I made, right? And, and this has changed me forever, mm -hmm. absolutely, you know, without a doubt. So, so, you, so after a year, uh, you, you, you came out, I guess. You were, I remember you, yeah. you, were, you were posting some concerns that you are the first from the management team that came out on this. Is yeah, there anybody so from the management that, that regret their actions? Do you know? I, no? Oh, I mean, there, there were people, employees, very, very senior employees. They all left the company. Uh -huh. They all, you know, thing. but I felt a sense of responsibility to make a public statement because uh, obviously, you know, people came into the program knowing me as a uh, in a person in the public, okay, because of my profile. And I, I felt I, it was my responsibility. And I was not 
shy of it. I was not ashamed. Uh, you know, I have a lot of regrets and ashamed of a lot of things that went on. Okay, but there's a there's a reason why I didn't come a lot early. And I've I've actually Maruf, uh, my number's still the same. My Facebook is open. Mm. People from Leverage, people from uh, other programs that also have lost money with these individuals have contacted me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and I'm in discussion and conversation with them. I spent the vast majority of my time last year uh, trying to hold these people to account. I've been interviewed by the Gulf News. I've been mm-hmm. interviewed by 10 local newspapers here in the UK. Right? And I've openly and frankly and honestly spoke to them and shared everything. I've shared evidences with them to which they made a judge, judgment that I wasn't, I wasn't the one. I, I myself was duped into it. Right. So if mm-hmm. you look at the newspaper articles and you read those reports, you will see that, you know, the blame isn't, they have not blamed me because they saw actual evidence, right, of money being moved, of who were, who were moving the money, you know, who were the ones pushing for this, right? Mm. Just because, you know, somebody, you know, and by the way, when they tried to add me in the company's house, they spelled my name wrong twice. So if they had explicit permission from me, right, how would they spell my name wrong twice? Mm. Do you understand, right? And that for me is, you know, is God's justice in, in Allah's justice in some way of protecting me. You know, that, you know, they, they, they managed to misspell my name wrong twice trying to add me. It means I did not give them any explicit, I did not give them an explicit instruction to add me as a director of the company. Do you understand, I see. right? I see. I see. And this is them doing this after, after having taken the money out and, 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 and I kind of discovered, right? the financial irregularities that existed and took place, right? And this is when I said, you know, enough is enough, okay? People need to know about it. And of course, prior to that, I had loads of heated discussions and meetings with them, you know, real bust-up meetings, you know, where I, I tried to hold them to account. I, in fact, even gave them an opportunity to set things right. I said, you know, I said, to set things right, and I'm going to give you time to set things right. Right before I blow the lid on this, right? So you have to set things right. I understand. So, so like in Dubai, we be heard that Comus arrested. It's public news. So, what's what's happening in UK? Anything? Yeah. So, so my public statement that I put out, I'm, I'm being taken to court by Rocky and Ashfaq Siddiq, you know, for for, for libel and defamation. Okay. Uh, you know that I defamed them. You know, and I said what I said, uh, you know, which are not true. But uh, so uh, you know, they made a claim against me, right? Okay. So I'm fighting. I'm fighting that. I'm, Wait. I'm so they are. They, they are. They are. They are the ones who are seeking you to court instead of you are taking them to court. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's that's the irony of things, right? You know, that's the that's the irony of things. But alhamdulillah, I'm quite confident. I've got enough evidence. I've got plenty of evidence, in fact. You know, in order to be able to come out to this as a winner. But showing or proving that you know there was a a grave grave wrong done to the community and and I made a public statement in order to protect the community and to make you know investors and the general public aware of what had gone on and what kind of people uh, that you know they were dealing with and we were dealing with I see Harun I see Thank you, thank you for sharing this. I, I, I was usually sorry. Usually we don't go into this detail, but usually we just about the more life stories. But I think this was very much needed because the community was, as you remember from the post, they were asking a couple of questions. But having said that, like, look, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your story. The final note: What advice would you give, you know, to people who? So we learn from your case. 
make it brief <laughs> unless we get into that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I, I've now, alhamdulillah, been in business for almost 15 years. I've done many business. I've been in partnership. I've been, I've done many types of different businesses. And my only advice is to people would be that don't look at, you know, the situations you encounter as problems. Look at them as challenges. Okay. And you're probably one person away from knowing the solution to that challenge or one book away from or one bit of information away from knowing how to overcome this challenge. And you're going to face lots of challenges, you know. And for me, I'm yet to face my greatest challenge yet. Okay, that's the way I look at it, right? There's going to be much, much bigger challenges. I'm on to going and doing bigger and better things, alhamdulillah. I've accumulated a lot of experience and knowledge from these many years of being in different situations, alhamdulillah. My aim is to use these, this, you know, in order to do even, you know, greater things, you know, and that's, you know, my own ambition, my own challenge to myself. So if you're, if anybody's out there and they face problems, you know, they face, they're, they're in situation right now, see them as challenges, you will overcome them. Be, you know, confident that you will, right? And you are yet to come to your greatest challenge. And this current challenge is only preparing you for the next challenge. So um, against all this, you are still optimistic. Things will turn out. Oh, inshallah. absolutely! I'm I'm literally on fire. Like <laughs> I am on fire. You're gonna see some new stuff from me coming soon. Sure. Inshallah, not not the you know not in this uh, teaching, but I'm I'm on to doing some new new business and totally different, amazing stuff. Some amazing stuff. I met some amazing people, and here's the amazing thing, Maruf, is that Alhamdulillah, the people that know me, okay are the very uh, people that I, alhamdulillah, still have uh, a reputation with. They know, they knew me from before, and this, you know, what has happened, they've judged it for what it is, okay, right? And they're still willing to do business with me, right? You're a friend of mine, you knew me from before MEN, you know me from during MEN and after mm -hmm. MEN, and you're still reaching out and we're having a nice conversation here, right? And we've had lots of pleasant conversations over the, you know, uh, uh, you know, last year and this year. And you, you actually called me and said, how are you doing? How are you keeping up? Sure. You know, uh, you know uh, anything I could do to help, uh, let me know. And this is, this is what's beautiful about it, right? Absolutely. And, and why? Because what, did I, did I take any money from you? Did you ever experience me trying to take money from you? No, <laughs> right? Or vice versa, right? And, and alhamdulillah, those people who know me, I have very good repu reputation with them. People who don't know me and they're sitting, you know, and they, they don't make the effort to reach out to understand you, they have to say, there's not much I can do about that, sure, to be honest. Okay. And, you know, and they're welcome to their own opinions. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do respect you for this keeping positive attitude. I think that in the end, we should always have hope, right? Otherwise, that hope, Life becomes in despair. In the beginning of the show, I made a disclaimer yeah. that I, I'm going to repeat again. I didn't take money. I, I mean, any guess, any guess who comes on the show, I never take money from them, yeah. not in this case as well. Or yeah. you are not self-promoting yourself. And so I didn't get anything. Yeah. Just, I just remember something. Actually, I took something from you. But I mean, you gave it to yeah. me as a gift. Do you remember what it is? Yeah. What is it? Sorry, say that again. But actually, you give me a gift. Do you remember that? A couple of years ago. I gave you a gift. <laughs> what was it? You don't remember. It's okay. What Come did me. I give? So, I... one of the times I was visiting your office, you give me this prayer mat. Yeah. You remember that? Ah, yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. So that yes. prayer mat is the, the that's in my office. I pray every day on that. So every time I pray, I remember uh, you. I make yeah. dua for you, bro. And when I say I will remember, inshallah, I will remember that. That because of that. And uh, may Allah reward you for that. And I mean, look. Uh, by the end, way, I just want to mention one thing to you as well, Maruf. Is a couple of months ago you recommended a book called Bits Failing. 
okay, by the founder of PayPal and, and, and Dropbox. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I immediately went and bought that book and, and, and I couldn't put it down until I finished the book. Absolutely. And it's really, really inspired me on, on new things that I'm, I'm doing at the moment. Absolutely. So, so yeah, that, listen to his is. podcast you know, as well, Masters of Scale. It's a, pretty good. Yeah. So uh, what I'm saying is, inshallah, yeah. I will remember in my dua, inshallah, for your gift, and may Allah make it easy, because in the end, Thank look, you. in the end, in the end, that's what it is. None of us know what's in our hearts, right? Allah, Allah yeah. knows. And uh, as you said, we will give the benefit of doubt to each other, and, and I sincerely wish you, bro, and may Allah make it easy on you, easy on me, and uh, in the end, hopefully, we end up in, on the right side. That's all I wish. Thank you very much, Amaru. Thank you for having me, and thank you for allowing me to share the details and all this information and look forward to seeing you soon. It's a pleasure. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam. Wa alaikum Dear listener, based on many requests from our listeners, we are launching a Muslims on Fire Academy. It's for those who want to do more than just listening. It's for those who not only want to be inspired, but to be one of the Muslims on Fire as well. It's for those who want to discover their purpose in life, follow their dreams, and live in prosperity. If this is you, join us for a journey of a lifetime. The introduction course is free. Learn more at academy.muslimsonfire.com. Learn more at academy.muslimsonfire.com. For show notes and questions for episodes, please visit www.muslimsonfire.com. Subscribe on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like our show, please rate, share with friends, and leave a review. With your help, it will enable us to reach more people and change their lives for the better. Stay tuned. Until next time, Assalamu Alaikum.